0: now listening to bad guy radio black and white you tuned in to the bad guy radio production of black and white today i got a special co-host i got ozzy with me today he's the co-host and then we got a special guest in uh, green eye Soup. so how you guys doing
1: doing good mac how are you mate I'm doing
0: pretty what up, big dog? <laughs> What's up, mate? Hey, you cracked me up every time. I can <laughs> But I'm doing good, man. How, how you guys doing?
1: A bit jittery after the uh, bullpens come in tonight. As as we are recording, we're watching the ball game, and it looked to be an absolute blowout—one of those jugular-type games. But uh, the Twins are hanging around, man.
0: Yeah, we still up six, but you're right. The bullpen is uh giving up some runs here. seems like Marshall is uh struggling, and uh, I guess he kind of been struggling this year. Period. You know, but uh, at least you know we've been putting up some huge runs in the past two games versus the Twins. So I guess we really can't complain too much.
2: No, not at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, with uh. With it, like a game tonight, you see the Twins are fighting for their fucking life right now. They have to find offense somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So even if they get these garbage runs against the Sox, I know this is them being a, you know, a rock and a hard place. They're stuck. The best players hurt. Their pitching is D-minus already. So where are they going to get help from outside of people overachieving, you know? I like it. I like it. I like it.
1: Yeah, overachieving or even the opposition such as not us, but the other team sort of um yeah, not putting on their best show. You know, the twins are twins are finished. If the uh if there's any battle on the field, you know, in any competition and it looks like they're struggling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: uh oh, go ahead, man.
0: No, I was saying, yeah, it looks like, you know, if uh The White Sox win today, the Twins would be, what, nine games behind? I mean, it's still early in the season, so it's not like, you know, they can't right the ship and make a comeback. But it's definitely going to be tough, you know. I I think uh, people really expected more out of the Twins. I mean, you look at all the projections. uh, Most people had them projected to either win the Central or uh, to at least finish uh, second in the Central, and so far, that hasn't uh bared out, you know,
1: and rightfully yeah, so, since they won it last year, and they're always the son of a bitches, are always sort of hanging around, aren't they? So yeah, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> a, <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, it shouldn't be a sh- The only thing that should be a shock is yeah, like you mentioned, Mac, that they're eight. It could be nine games behind the socks after tonight, you know. So that's the shock. I wouldn't be. You know, they'll come back. There'll be something going on, but yeah, I don't think they'll catch the socks.
2: Not this year. Yeah. I'm- I actually feel sorry for the Twins because they have a real battle on their hands. You, they already are behind the Royals and Cleveland, two teams that play better brands of baseball than them, and you already in the hole without the home run being at your fucking side right now. So how are you going to make up these games when you've got three clubs that can battle with you and beat you when they're not at their best, just off competition alone? Think about this. Yeah, Donna Dallas looked like a C-minus pitcher today. Why is he still on the hook for the win? It's amazing to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, the offense been covering, you know, for uh, up for some of the pitcher's mistakes, but the pitching really has been good. I mean, Dallas, yeah. if, if I had to rank the pitchers right now, I would probably put Rodon one, of course. Um, you could make an argument. Lynn, then Cease, then Giolito, then uh, uh, Dallas. That That's the way I would go. <laughs> I know people have, uh, you know, Giolito as the ace, but I'm talking about as far as performance right now, you got to say the ace is Rodon. You got to say the number two is Lynn. You got to say the number three is uh, Cease. Then you got to say four is Giolito, and five, of course, is... Uh, Dallas. So uh the White Sox in pretty good shape though. I mean the pitch And for ha- the spot
1: start, don't mention uh the mention of Kopech there in a spot start would really uh put him up <laughs> somewhere <laughs>
0: towards the top.
1: <laughs> I just saw how, how excited Green I got about Cease's name getting brought up. And I thought hang on a bit, I've got to battle this.
2: <laughs> hey man, let me tell you something. When you got Dylan Cease is my favorite pitcher in a White Sox uniform. And my man has been inconsistent and a little bit mediocre with A plus stuff for a year and a half. I've waited a long fucking time for this. Yes. Long time. Yes. And I seen him yesterday in the flesh yesterday. And he was electric. Wild, but electric. Give him give him a little bit of time. We gotta let him oh. marinate.
0: Well, yesterday oh. to me was uh was one of his better stars, even though he gave up three runs and only lasted five innings. And the reason I say that is because normally if he had a bad inning, like he had, you know, the last game against the Twins, he would implode. You know, he wouldn't even make it to the fifth inning. You know, he would be out of there in the fourth inning. So for him to battle through that, and I mean, the defense put him uh, kind of in a bad situation, you know, with uh, Makata Missing he's that, uh, Carter, bro. yeah, missing that foul ball. Ooh. So, I think you know the way I look at it. I always look at baseball as it's a mental game. So for him to fight over that and continue to go out there and put up zeros after that one bad inning, to me, it it, it spokes volume of his progress. You know, I like I like where where he's going. You know, and I think if you if you really just looking at stuff wise. You would have to say is him and Kopech, one and two as far as just Unanimous. Natural, yeah, as far as just natural ability. I don't think I don't think uh Giolito or Lynn stuff wise, just natural pure talent, can touch Kopech or Seats. So I mean if this guy puts it together mentally, you're looking at a ace tight pitcher, at least a number two. And we've seen what Kopetch has done so far this season, uh coming oh, out yeah. of the bullpen and spotting and start So I think it sets the White Sox up very well, not only for this season, but for the future.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We won that fucking Chris Sell trade. I don't care what nobody say. You gave me Yohan Moncada and Michael Kopech and all I had to do was wait a year and a half. Put these motherfuckers in the microwave, and now I got this—a nine-game lead over the Twins, and I'm alive mm-hmm. to see it.
0: I can't, I can't agree with that though, because the the Red Sides got a World Series out of it. so you know they can uh,
2: trade for the World Series. Yeah, right, they could have it uh, uh,
0: uh, until we get one. We can't really say uh we won the trade because they objective was accomplished. They got what they wanted out of the trade. We still yeah. trying to get. Our, our objective. You know what I mean? We still trying to make it to the uh to the World Series and win the World Series I say. So uh I wouldn't say they won the trade now, but I do kinda agree with you they did get a a, a, lot, a lot back, you know, even 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 though the lottery ticket didn't work out, you still got two top uh players uh with heck of a potential in Mankada and uh Kopech. So it was it was a good deal, you know. And I love Chris Sale, I ain't gonna lie, I like somebody with his mentality, his hunger, his ability to go after guys, Uh, I was a big fan of Sale, so. Love Sale. And Moncada's really
1: turned out, he's turned out well at third base, apart apart from those missed pop-ups, and the, you know, the one that landed on the floor a couple of Sundays ago when Robert got injured, and last night, you know, catches them too. And it, but his glove's been outstanding, and you know the hits are going to come. He's seeing the ball pretty well. He has all year. I mean, he hasn't. He's been seeing the ball well. It just didn't look like he was taking good swings when he would swing. He was swinging at strikes. I mean, not everyone. You know, you're going to get fooled occasionally. But he was seeing the ball well, taking the little you know the nips here and there off the edges, um, either draw a walk or when he did swing it, either you know pop up, ground out. But now the swings starting to match. The barrel is finding the ball, and it's fucking amazing.
2: You got to think, man. This man, Johan Moncada, is going to make a living with two-run singles in a White Sox uniform. That is the beauty of this team. Think about this. You guys have been watching baseball a little bit longer than me. Y'all know the Twins play the best small ball in American League, right? Think of 2021 yep. now. The White Sox... Are beating the Twins at their own game while still having the long ball as part of the equation. I know we're still at the in the basement as far as you know, homers, but we still got that in the back of our in the back pocket. So we're putting together these huge ass frames without home runs. I've watched my whole life the twins do that to the Sox, a bloop and a blast. Do you know how fulfilling it is to see us do that to teams on a daily basis? Oh my God. Oh, it's yeah. Is yeah.
1: You cut a couple of men on, base bases full, and you put one into right center and take double. Base is clear and double. You know, there's something not it keeps the rally going. There's another guy still on second. You know, it's it's wonderful. And Timmy did it tonight. Look, well, we'll, we'll get to tonight's game, but just punch it in the right field with the infield in like simple as that. Score that extra run. Vaughan goes mm-hmm. deep. You know, it was just yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. It's, Um, what was it last week against the Royals? Didn't we put up a good number and not even home run? There was one game that we didn't even hit a homer, right? But we scored
2: like nine runs. Yeah, nine runs. Was that the final game of the home? Was that the final game of the series? I think it was. We beat beat the hell out of them. We beat the hell out of them without a ball leaving the park.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep.
2: Where does that? where, Where does that? That's not White Sox baseball. That's not that American League team that I grew up watching. Frank Thomas, Carlos Lee, Mags, Jermaine Dye. Those names ain't coming through the door no more. We just lost damn near 60 home runs, 200 RBIs to, you know, the DL. And we still, to this fucking day, figure out a way to put nine spots on teams daily. Absolutely. We're a top five team scoring runs without the long ball. That doesn't happen on the south side, boys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people uh, upset with TLR, I I guess some of his moves. But if you really look at how he's managing the team as far as putting guys on the the run, um, how he's putting the lineups together where you have, you know, contact guys, you know, behind walk guys, et cetera, guys who walk a lot. Uh, I think he, he's doing a fantastic job and I think something that as fans we don't pay attention to or have the uh, knowledge of because we're not on the inside is how a manager sets up his team for the rest of the season so I think people looked at Garcia for example getting thrown out at second base in the uh, extra innings and I was like oh, oh this is a stupid move this is negative but as a manager he could be doing that to set uh, a tone later to say hey guys in these situations this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to attack teams and I think sometimes because we get caught up in just that win now mentality we want to see them win every game I mean they should want to win every game too but we forget that a manager is actually setting things up for later on In the season or getting his team prepared for situations during the season, you know, and I think that's something that we overlook.
1: And even bringing in like even starting, say, Vaughn, I know they both um, were in tonight, but even starting Vaughn and then the late innings, bring him in uh, Hamilton into pinch run speed never slumps, as they say. And it's, you know, it puts the pitcher off as the commentators will let you know every time there's a, a runner on first. Yeah, it puts a different mindset in the opposition. I know what you're saying, Mac. Like two months down the track in a tight ball game, they go, Tony might run this guy here. So it gives you something else to look at. All right, he got thrown out by an arm's length or two arm's lengths, whatever it was, that occasion. But, hey, this guy might be willing to run, so you've got to watch that double steal. You've got to watch that fake, fake run, get in a rundown. You've almost got to watch a lot of things you know, if you're the opposition. So, yeah, I know what you're saying, Mac. You know, have have that extra thing to think about if you're in the opposition's dugout. And strategy, man,
0: gamesmanship, is that a word? Yeah.
1: That is
2: oh, yeah. Word. No <laughs> doubt, big <laughs> dog.
0: That is Games a word, you know. <mate.
2: laughs> Let but, me tell you, not to cut you off, Mac, but this, I'm, I'm 28. This is the first White Sox team that I've seen in my life that could put pressure on you from every inch of the baseball field. The rotation, tough. The bullpen, nasty. The lineup, versatile, flexible, adaptive, amphibious. My manager is a, he's an all-alpha and he's a night Tony LaRusso is at the point of his life, he don't want no fucking conflict. No, 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 no banter. You think he wants to get up, he gets up to the microphone and apologize when he fuck up just for public uh, just to get off the bad side. When, Lord and behold, my man has blessed me with the cardinal way. What's the White Sox weakness right now outside of not hitting home runs? You can't tell me. You can't tell me.
1: The cardinal We're way. Deep. I listened to you. I listen to your podcast during the week, and it was beautiful listening to that because, uh, quite honestly, mate, I, I hadn't thought about it like that before. I mean, you brought up some excellent points, and, and you're, you're correct. If you lose – If you lose your 60 home runs, 200 RBIs, then you've got to play a different ball game to win those ball games. And since that's happened, we've looked pretty good,
0: eh? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, plus the big guys weren't hitting home runs anyway. I mean, Abreu has, what, seven home runs now, I believe. Uh, I think he has the most on the team so far. I think we were...
2: finally hit home runs.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the last time I checked, we was like... 27th in the league as far as home runs, so I mean, he has to find other ways to win. He can't just sit back and say, "Well, my power got my power bat's going to show up," and they haven't shown yeah, up. Yeah, wait till it warms up. Yeah, or something. yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. He, he he has to figure out to win how to win now. You know what I mean? So he can't just sit on his hands and say, "Well, eventually these guys gonna hit home runs." And if you look at the way the team is set up, I mean. T.A. can run. Eaton, even though he's older now, you know, he faces his leg injuries. He still can run. Garcia can run. Magical can run. Moncada he can run. I mean, you got five five guys in your lineup that can use their speed to cause havoc on the base path. And then before Robert got injured, you had Robert who could run. So you had six guys on your team that were threats with their legs you had guys that can go from first to third that can go second to home that can steal bases that can steal third that can be on second and steal third and now all you got to do is make contact to bring them in so I think to try to take away one of your pluses as a team which is your legs, because they they might get thrown out sometimes, or a hit and run might not work sometimes. Don't make sense. I think you should always use your advantages to your favor.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we got we got an ace in a hole that a lot of baseball teams don't have. We have athletes on this team, for example.
0: Two two
2: three years ago, I would never ever say Jose Abreu was one of the best athletes on his team. Even though he's one of the best run producers in the league, I'm not going to say out of my mouth, Jose Abreu was one of the best athletes on his team. In 2021, Jose Abreu is one of the best athletes on the team. Triple. He improved his glove. He could throw up. That throw to the plate or to third base, he's got it already. So – when you could utilize athleticism in nine positions in baseball, that's how you win. That's how you win. You think JT Real Muto is one of the best catchers in the game? Get the fuck out of my face. And I love JT Real Muto. The only reason why people like me got his name in his mouth is because he's an athlete. Lisa Contreras is an athlete. You know, those type of players are serviceable, are serviceable. And my White Sox got nine athletes on it. I'm not going to say Grandall because he's the, the slowest guy in the Midwest. Let me tell you. He's the slowest guy. He's the slowest guy. But outside of that, who's a bad athlete on this White Sox team. Even with, even with my boy, the greatest hitter of all time, Nick Williams, we had to let him go. A fucking shame. But it, it happens. <laughs> this White Sox team is so athletic and flexible. It's euphoric. And we got a front row seat to watching something amazing. I love that it. shit.
0: I love it. it. I mean, I think we see baseball at its finest when it's when you have a balanced team, when you're able to score runs in so many different ways. I think uh, it just makes you that much more dangerous to know that the White Sox don't have to depend on the home run ball. That should be exciting for everyone because we all know. Power can come and power can go. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at uh, the numbers throughout the MLB right now. It's a lot of power guys that's not performing or not hitting home runs like they at the rate they normally hit home runs. So to me, it's a positive that you can score runs in many different ways. That that shouldn't be viewed as a negative. I mean, that's how baseball been played for years, years in and year out is. You can use your legs to score. You can use contact to score. You don't have to hit home runs all the time to score. Now is a home run the most efficient way to score? Yeah, because it's quick, it's simple. But it doesn't happen all the time, you know what I mean? It's not easy to hit a home run. If it was, you'll have you'll have guys putting up 60, 70 home runs every 70 year. 70 home runs. Yeah, you know.
1: A good 40, 50 out of how many at-bats per year? Yeah. It's a strange sort of average to sort of say a power guy's got 43 home runs. You thought, well, that's power, but how many at-bats does he have? I get your point, Mac. And not to mention, like, when you're playing in a cold Cleveland, a cold New York, a cold, well, Minnesota, Chicago. Yeah. manufacture four or five runs if you need to the ball doesn't exactly fly out guys hands are stiff a bit cold they're all wearing turtlenecks and garters all around their face they're not comfortable playing the game mm-hmm. the picture. yeah so you've got yeah the boys will get loose and smack a few out the park in the summer absolutely they will but yeah when it's a little fresher a little chilly the wind's blowing in sideways to right field when you've got a pull hitter up a right-handed pull hitter it's Not that easy to hit one out. So, yeah, give me a single over the second baseman's head. Score me a run like McCarter did tonight. Timmy through the middle. Beautiful. Take that every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Once you cross the plate and score a run, the the scoreboard ticks over. So, what's the name of the game? Yeah,
0: tick that fucking scoreboard over. Yeah. I mean, the White Sox are uh, 27, like I said, in home runs right now. They got 31 total home runs. I'm pretty sure with today's total that's going to go up but i mean they're going to move up to like 21 maybe uh depending on what the other teams did tonight and we've and we're looking like we're going to be what is it about 8 or 9 games above 500 so i mean we should be very proud of what this offense has has accomplished man it, it it's it it has done uh um uh, a, a a its job really i mean they're putting up runs that scoring, uh, we really haven't struggled because of the not hitting home runs. We of, of course, we got shut down, but that was by a great pitcher in uh, Bieber. You know what I mean? It's not like he's a bum. You know, the, the two of our worst offensive games came from, you know, him pitching. So, it's not like – Sonny sunny Gray, you, son, know, he's, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Problems, it, yeah. Exactly. I mean, so, I mean, these guys have done – a, a very good job, and I think uh, we should be proud of it. The fact that we can score runs in many different ways—I mean, it, it's excellent. I mean, we're number one in average. We're number I, uh... number four in RBIs. I mean, the guys—the guys have really been doing their job. We're number three in runs, and uh, OPS—we're <laughs> uh, number four. So, I mean, just to focus on the home runs really makes no sense because in every other offensive category, we top five, you know. So, I'm really excited about the team because I think this was going to work in the playoffs. Um, I think we've seen that kind of with the Dodgers. They played great defense, especially Mookie. I mean, he ran down everything. uh, Mookie!
2: Mookie!
1: (laughs)
0: <laughs> they used, Better than trout. Uh, Better than trout. Uh, <laughs> Don't, <laughs> Don't start that, man. <laughs> let me let me calm the fuck down. <laughs> Don't start that man. But uh uh what else? They they uh use Mookie legs, he stole bases. Uh they use their athleticism with uh uh with with the uh the center fielder. Uh, what's that kid name? I know you know uh Green Eye. Uh, for the Dodgers Bellinger. they used uh, Bellinger? they used his uh, athleticism Cody? yeah they had um a very there was a very athletic team man and and I think you see that that plays in the playoffs and I think uh that's something that we should be proud of man we we haven't had that really in a long time we were we were dependent on the home home run ball you know we were we needed 200 30, 40, or 200 home runs in a season to win. You know, now we don't need that, you know, which is a good thing. So guess what? If these guys start hitting home runs, that's just extra sauce, you know, as we like to say, you know, but <laughs> <Yeah>. we, <laughs> Indeed. we don't need it to win, which is a good thing. I think the more ways you can win is a positive thing. I, I don't think it's negative. So
2: no fucking doubt. You gotta think, man. The only team that's better than us in the American League right now is the Boston Red Sox, right? Now, Oakland is twenty three and fifteen well, with a no, negative Boston,
0: six. Don't the Red Sox got
2: more loss? Uh they 16 got yeah. lost,
1: sixteen losses. Yeah. But
2: they got they got twenty two wins. And uh, those well, are my team. That's well, my team. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm. That's the only team I'm
0: gonna say than the white. It's Sox. White Sox number one, man? You better get with it, bro. We are gonna have to pull yeah. up. Yeah. You know? Right. Don't the, don't, the make Ozzie, don't make me and Ozzy Don't make me ride up on you, bro. We we will ride <laughs> ride over there and pull up on you. Now don't make us hey, do no, it, but, man. Uh,
1: dirty with nah, dirty water. Grab this son. up your
0: ass. Water. Water. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh,
2: I was uh, saying, like uh, Boston got two wins more than the White Sox. Obviously, three more losses. They played more games, but uh, the the run the run differential the run differential is thirty numbers thirty runs higher than Boston, and they got two more wins than us. They played more games than us, so we're last in the fucking world, in home runs. That's our calling card is White Sox. Uncle Ken Woe told me, we hit 200 home runs, we make the playoffs, guaranteed, right? So, we have that much production ahead of a team that got more wins than us. Obviously, uh, still a better team, but where where is this production coming from if we got Luis Robert hurt. We got Eloy gone, and there's other American League teams that are 100 healthy, hitting the long ball out. That that's due to TLR's lineup. That's due to players having personal accountability, like TA, Nick Madrigal, Andrew Vaughn. I loved Andrew Ron Now you gotta understand, man. We could, as fans, we could go on, and we could tweet, and we could moan and groan about what our players are doing, who should we acquire, when, in fact, accountability is the most important thing. The the White Sox are the most accountable team because there's no way we can't hit the ball out the fucking park, but we lead the whole universe and run differential.
0: That's crazy.
1: That is crazy. crazy.
0: There's no way. Love it. Yeah, I mean... But- I think one of the things that people not talking about that uh, at first, a lot of us deemed the White Sox on was their uh, death, but it seems like, you know, they have more more talent than we all gave them credit for uh, available on the bench. I mean, you got Hamilton, he come up with a big game today. Uh, It seems like when he comes in the game and and, uh, pinch runs, he wreaks havoc on the base path, so the though that's positive he's been a positive addition and then we have um uh collins who's been coming off the bench he's been doing an okay job you know he's he's been decent he's been exactly i mean and i wasn't a fan but he has been decent coming off the bench he's been doing a, a pretty good job um even when Lamb was getting in the game, he was getting on base. He he may not have been getting hits, but he was taking his walks and getting on base and playing uh, solid defense. Uh, Garcia, who was a bench guy until Robert got hurt, he, he's starting to play decent baseball now. So I think – and then uh, Yerman is a starter now, but uh, he wasn't going to be a starter, and, and nobody knew – you know, how he was going to turn now. So, I mean, honestly, we we all deemed him. We all talk bad. Rick Hahn should have made more moves. Rick Hahn should have did this. Rick Hahn should have did that. But honestly, Rick Hahn put together a solid roster. Uh, Thank you. I love love you. You can make an argument. And that this team is probably the most balanced team, balanced roster we've had. Since oh five. And then Ooh. and then to be honest, talent wise and it's hard to say this because Big Hurt was on the team. And and we know Big Hurt oh, is no. Big Hurt is the king. I mean Big Hurt is the real king, no doubt about that. Uh he's 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 the one of the elites of the elite baseball king, king of kings. Yeah, king like he's yeah. King good good way to put it, Ozzy. But this team might be more talented than the two thousand and five team. I mean, just looking at it up and down. I don't on that two thousand and five team. You got to think, Moncada is a legitimate All Star, potential All Star. Ta is a legitimate potential All Star. Brayu, he's an MVP. He's he's a great first baseman within his own right. He's not Frank Thomas, but he's a great first baseman. Within his own right, um, you got Mercedes who's stepping up. You could say he's a legit All Star guy. You had Robert at the time before he got injured. He was a legit All Star guy. You had Jimenez was a legit All Star guy. You're talking about six legit All Star players. I mean, 2005 they didn't have they didn't have six legit. All star players, and that's what, and that's what you had. And we're not talking about the pitching staff. Two thousand and five pitching staff was great. You had Burley, innings eater. Not only that, he was a good pitcher. He got the job done. You had John Garland, who he had his best year that year. He was great. You had Jose Contreras, Willing and Dillon. I mean, he was dominant that year if you look at it. And uh, you had Sweaty Freddie Garcia. So. <laughs> We 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 had some we had some starters, but if you just talking about stuff, dominant stuff, this pitching staff might be better than that pitching staff. I'm just saying.
1: Now no, that's a good, it's a valid, good point.
0: Now closer I, I, just wise, touched,
1: oh sorry, okay,
0: Closer wise, I don't know. That's a we we didn't find Bobby Jinx until later in the season, and Bobby Jinx was dominant. Um, So maybe you can say, uh, bull, I don't even think bullpen-wise you can say that the fire no. team was better no. than this bullpen. Oh, um,
1: no, no, no. Let me bring up a quick point going on Bobby Jenks, Mac. The, and you were talking about the legitimate All-Stars. In 2006, I think I'm correct in saying this, there was only one All-Star from the 2006 White Sox coming off a World Series, and that was Bobby Jenks. I'm correct in saying that, aren't I? So if you look at next year, as as the names you just rattled off now about being legitimate all-stars, you go to next year, and most of them would still be all-stars. That's interesting too, because you look at 2006, there was one, it was Bobby Jenks. And I could be totally wrong, fact check me, but I believe that's the correct stat or statement.
2: Uh, For a majority of my life, I thought that the 2016 was the best uh, White Sox team I've ever seen. You had my boy Jermaine Dye batting in the same lineup with Paul Konerko and Jim Tomey. What the fuck else do I need as far as like an American League fan loving the long ball? Because that's, that's what that's I was I mean. bred into. That, that, that was what I was bred into. So now you fast forward to 2021. Now I see a bunch of small ball being played. And that's how you balance that out. You got to think, Aussie, back in 05 and 06, that was when the the new generation of sluggers were here. You know what I'm saying? You still had Manny Ramirez, Big poppy, The Yankees were still there, so of course none of the South Side boys was gonna make the All Star team because we wasn't even really getting promoted. Hell, leave it to yeah, ESPN. Yeah. They, still, they yeah. still think we didn't even win the World Series.
1: We didn't, we didn't even know we won it. Still, yeah, they forget the White Sox are almost the same as Chicago Fire if you compare to ESPN thinks so. Anyway, yeah, they don't get any bloody love, do they? But yeah, Juan Uribe. We all know he's fantastic, and his play was ten times better than Derek Jeter's. And look at how many times Derek Jeter's play has been shown over and over and over and over. Juan Uribe diving into the into the stands in that World Series game. Better uh, one of the best plays ever. You ask your average baseball fan that doesn't really yeah, who didn't see two thousand five. So how many times have you seen that? He probably doesn't even know who Juan Uribe is.
0: We had we had six guys in there, Ozzy.
1: In 2006,
0: man. Yeah, it was six guys. It was... Uh, Damn! Yeah, I had to look it up. It was Tommy, Die, Di, uh, AJ Pruszynski, that's four, and then Bobby Jinks, Mark Burley, we actually had seven, and Jose Contreras.
1: So, so, <laughs> so you can either edit all that out, or maybe it was one picture that I, I heard the stat of. We're going to have to talk
0: was... to the producers about that shit. <laughs> well, you know, it's a live show. <laughs> We all gonna make mistakes, so I really don't do too much. It, it was
1: one of the years where we already had Bobby Jiggs. So.
0: But, well, you forget, oh, no. Ozzy, Ozzy was the manager of the 2016. Six months, so he so he, could, Maybe. Yeah, he could put guys. You know, he had the right to put guys on the uh, on the roster. You know, he. I think I don't know if at the time the last roster spot was voted for, but I know after the starters were being voted for, the rest of the roster. Ozzy could put together, you know what I mean? And the NL manager could put his together. As far as, like, the 06 White Sox, I, I'm i going to be honest. Jim Tomey was great, but I didn't like the trade because I felt like if a team win a championship, they deserve the right as an entire team to come back and defend that championship. So, I I, I, I didn't like that trade because... I think they lost something. And then we find out later that, you know, um, Anderson, the kid Anderson, wasn't the prospect everybody thought he was going to be. And he wasn't, you know, of Aaron Rowan quality in center field. And, I mean, you got to give it to Aaron Rowan. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he played important roles on winning teams. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He did the things. That needed to be done for um, winning teams. You know, he 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 played his role, which is, which is that's what baseball is about. It's about all nine guys on that field doing their job. Each individual has a job to do. If each individual do their job, then your chances of winning is great. And that's what it, that's what it, baseball is about. So, I just think this team is talented. I mean, Jermaine Die. Yeah, Jermaine, that was good, you know, going back and looking at it. But I just think, oh, and I, I forgot about Grandel. Grandel is a legitimate, I, you can make an argument, he's a legitimate uh, all-star catcher. So, I mean, you looking at the White Sox has seven legitimate guys that could make All all-star, all-star teams, you know. And I Can I, I, I,
1: I, Mac, just just to sort of um, take the embarrassment away from my 2006 All-Star selection team with Bobby Jenks, I just looked up 2007, so I was one year off. The 2007 team, White Sox had won and it was Bobby Jenks. So <laughs> 2006, scrub. I apologise, but uh, yeah, it looks like Bobby Jenks was the only White Sox representative in 2007 All-Star game. Oh, yeah. So that was just
0: oh, to yeah. sort of... Editing. What the... Uh it's nothing to worry about though, as you know, we all gonna make mistakes on here. So
1: my bad, it, my it, bad, bro, my it, bad.
0: It won't be the it, as long as you, as long as you don't go to Rick Giolito, don't, don't make that <laughs> We Let we, me tell you we right all now. wanna, you know, I, I I want us to be laughed at sometimes. You know, that's what make that's what make the human element good is is for people to come on here and say, look at this ass wipe. Listen to what he said. Dickhead's you know, I mean? talking <laughs> shit. Don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know that that makes it fun, man. So we not. Right. We're, we're not for Gallo now. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, press the fucking button right now. Press it. Let's go. Let's fucking go. You know, but you know, another interesting thing about this team is just how good Tim Anderson has got. I mean, I remember three years ago when the guy was getting killed. I mean, he was making a ton of errors in the field and um, he was batting like 250, 260. Uh, he wasn't hitting a ton of home runs. Uh, he was also making some base running mistakes. And I remember everybody was just, not everybody, but a lot of people was just jumping on him. And, uh, a lot of people, even some people thought he should be moved to the uh, outfield. The outfield. You know, yeah. uh, but this guy has really uh, turned himself into a hell of a baseball player, man. I mean, you, you can make an argument that Tim Anderson is the top five, uh, shortstop in this league. Uh, you can make an argument that he's a top 15 player in this league. I mean, he I'll really... off on that shit. Yep. He, he really has really turned him himself around. And, and I know, uh, I'll be reading uh, Green Eye tweets and I know he has a lot to say about, you know, him uh, batting-wise uh, as far as, you know, what he's doing at the plate. And he feel like T.A. has kind of uh, revolutionized itself at the plate. I mean, elaborate a little bit more on that, Green, huh? Well,
2: usually when Tim Anderson is right, you're not pitching him inside at all. He's going to turn on it, he's going to backflip your shit, and then Brad Keller going to be angry in the mentions. Now, fast forward to right now. Last week against Cleveland was the worst stretch Tim Anderson had at the plate by far. He was striking out on the same pitch, the fastball away, the fastball away. That's because he changed his approach. He was trying to drive the ball to the right side. If you look at his last hard hit ball, what are they? Blasted through the right side of the infield. Blasted right center field. When he went through that stretch, I knew it was an approach change and it was an adaptive situation. This man is changing on the fly, it took a while for me to warm up to Tim Anderson because, like you said, the errors in the field rubbed me the wrong way because he's a superstar athlete and all he had to do was fucking keep the glove down and not overthrow uh, Pito at one. But I had the opportunity to watch Tim Anderson and a guy in the Nationals uniform that he reminds me of, Trey Turner. They, had the, they took the same path to the big leagues. Trey Turner even had to play center field for the Nationals. You don't think if uh, we was creative and flexible like that, Tim Anderson wouldn't play center field for the White Sox, especially knowing what we know now with Luis Roberts hip? So he then turned himself into a, 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 a bona fide shortstop. He's stuck there. His bat is always state electric, and he's still changing his approach. How the hell do you still – maintain being a 300 hitter while changing your whole approach everything that got you successful to this point you flipped the whole 180 and you still want to give me 320 and 330 ta you a dog you a dog and i'm and i'm so proud of him because it was easy for white Sox fans to write him off easy but he stayed with the culture he stayed with the process The approach at the plate is otherworldly because how the hell are you going to get him out now? Especially if you got runners on the board, you're going to have to throw him strikes. And you know what he do with strikes. He cut the plate in half. You're not going to beat him on the inside and you're not going to try to finish him off on the outside because that's where he's looking now. This man is growing right before our eyes. We're watching this whole team grow right before our eyes. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. I never thought I would see uh, a youthful White Sox team, an electric White Sox team grow right before my eyes. I thought we was just a bunch of veterans that could hit the ball out the ballpark and put it on the board. But now with, with Tim Anderson leading the way for our young guys, hell I'm not worried about my team getting better. Cause I know it's inevitable. Crazy. Yeah.
1: You look at uh, speaking about Sleese developing a little bit growing up in a sense, Taking criticism. TA did all that. TA says he's the hardest working person out there, and it's showing. And just like you just said, soup man, he he's unstoppable now. Yep, they're hitting over 300, getting hits, going spraying the ball everywhere, occasional blast. The dude's a beast, as you call him a dog, right? And, yeah, he, he's, he's sitting there. Taking criticism, says I'm kicking balls off my laces. People are booing me. People want me to turn and go into a left field. No, fuck that. I'm going to be the best shortstop in the game. And give it a year or two and look at him now. He's on fire and we love it.
0: Yeah, that was the most impressive thing to me about him was his, his, just his mentality. I mean, when, yep. when the White Sox was trying to sign Machado... I remember people were saying, okay, because Machado at the time was playing, coming off playing shortstop with uh, the Orioles uh, the previous year. I remember people were saying, okay, if the white Sox get Machado, where T.A. playing? Is he moving to the outfield? Is he going to third place? Because uh, at the time, Machado was playing uh, second base, I believe. Second base, yeah. So yeah. Uh, he was like going to third. Going outfield? no, nah, that's not gonna happen. I'm the shortstop. Even while they was trying to sign Machado, he was saying, "I'm the shortstop. This, this is my spot. You know what I mean? I'll be here. Nobody's taking this from me.
1: Yeah, this is this is my spot. This is my team. Yeah, exactly. Just piss off to San Diego. <laughs> yeah, three hundred million. See what I got?
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, his mentality always has been he was gonna be that guy, and now it's just coming to. Uh, Flourishing, which is good, man. I mean, he's he's really taking it to another level. I mean, he he's, I believe, you know, he's gonna win MVP uh, one year. And I know it's hard with Trout, especially with him putting up, you know, the numbers awesome. he's putting up. Uh, advanced, you know, metrics wise. I mean, he's always gonna be up there in WAR. And he's always gonna be up there in some of the other metrics. But I believe TA is gonna win. MVP one one year. I really I really believe that. I mean, he keeps speaking on it. He keeps talking about it. And as far as what we've seen as White Sox fans, he's not a liar. <laughs> Whatever he says, he's gonna do. It seems like he put his mind to it, and he gets the job done. So I think we 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 should be happy as White Sox fans that man we got we we got T A on on the team, and it it, it looks like you know. Uh, we got ourselves – always been asking for a superstar. Uh, we, we got ourselves a superstar, you know, with, with T.A.
1: And with I all the talk about kids ki- kids not wanting to watch ball games on TV or anything, I know my kid stops when Tim Anderson's at the plate to watch him play, you know, having it bat, and I'm sure he's not the only one. T.A. reaches out to 40-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 20-year-olds, that's what you need for the game and what an excellent guy to do it you know he's always smiling having fun he's changing the game ride with us or get run over Mm. what a perfect attitude and he gets better and better and better every day so absolutely we've got a superstar mac
0: yeah i mean i really enjoy watching him i mean it's just even like his base running i mean he's amazing on the base pass he just has such good natural uh, instincts like even on that uh that little fly ball that just found its way out there in the middle of nowhere. I mean, he was coming home. It, it wasn't no doubt about it. All the way uh, from the point that ball was hit, Ta was coming home. He, he's probably our best base runner too. I mean, he's just a, he's just an all around good player now. And you got to get a guy's credit, man. You got to salute. You got to salute him because he went out there and said he was going to do something, and he did it. You know, and we and, and we did it. and yeah. we know a lot of a lot of times. You know, it'd be hard for people to keep their word, but he's one to keep his word. So I respect that, and I, and I, and I honor that. You know, I, I really. Oh, you have to. I, I salute him, man. And I'm I'm glad he, he's on our team. I remember two years ago, it was big debates. You know, White Sox fans and Cubs fans going at each other. Who better, T A? or Baez, and this was when Baez had that major year, I think it was. <laughs> yeah,
1: when he was actually, when yeah. he was very good. Yeah. yeah, when he was
0: very good, I think it was like 2019, I believe, he had a he had a huge year, and I remember even then, some White Sox fans were still saying, you know, Tim Anderson was better than Baez, you know, and the numbers didn't bear that out It Didn't time. reflect that. Yeah, right? it didn't reflect that, you know, and I'm like, wow, this is an interesting, uh, an interesting argument, but man, TA has took taken it to another level, man. He he really has. And I'm just glad, man, we we get to see him play it. And defensively, who would have thought that he would have grown that much as a defender? I mean, everybody, no, no. everybody harped on his defense. I don't know, not one, I don't even the biggest TA fan had nothing really positive to say about his defense besides, you know, and I'm a big TA fan, besides that he had great range. That, that that's, that's what you really could point to was he had great range. And I tried to explain to people, like, you really have to take a step back when you're judging his defense because in baseball these kids start so young training, the ones who make it to the MLB. They started 10 years old, some of them 9 years old. And they're training year in and year out, nonstop. They got their own hitting coaches. They got their own fielding coaches. They got their own strength and conditioning coaches. A lot of these kids at 9, 10, they getting 60, 70 games in a year. You're talking about almost half of an MLB season. That's what these guys are getting in. T.A. done none of that. T.A. didn't play travel ball. T.A. was a basketball player for the most part in high school. Um, He may have played little league Like house ball But nothing you know major He didn't have any individual Fielding coaches He didn't have any individual Hitting coaches He wasn't out there doing The showcases Or on the showcase circuit As a high schooler. He didn't really get any uh, uh Scholarship offers Except for one To a uh, uh, community college Or a junior college I should say And Look at what the man did. Like it's, to me, I never doubted him because it was amazing that he even got drafted. That he took himself from yeah, that yeah point, he's even here to begin with. Yeah, that, that he took himself from that point to now to even get drafted. So I'm like, if this guy can do that, then man, this this his mental makeup is is something different. So I always said, and I know some people thought it was an excuse, but I always said, Ta is like a a baby in baseball. At the time You haven't seen his his full maturity Or his full growth You know what I mean And he said something interesting He said that uh, Ed Howard The Cubs draft pick Was a better defender Than he was At that time And I understood what he was saying He was saying that because This guy has been playing shortstop Since he was 8, 9 years old I've only Bingo. been I've only been playing shortstop Since a junior in high school. You know what I mean? So, the experience wasn't there for T.A. You know what I mean? I think people didn't really take a look at that, and that's why they missed the boat on as far as what he could be defensively. uh, You got to understand, too, he's not
2: learning second base on the fly. He's not Andrew Vaughn learning left field on the fly. He is learning a very, very important position, a shortstop growing into that, growing into the player that he wants to be. Actually, growing into – now he's a leader of men for my Chicago White Sox now. So taking into account all of that, you, you turned yourself into a gold glove shortstop, MVP candidate, face of the franchise. Oh, now all of a sudden as you got better, the team got better. That's not by accident. T.A. walked differently talk different you know what I'm saying uh we we grabbed an identity from this man while he's still figuring out who he is as a human that's otherworldly no other team could say that we were talking about my guy Mike Trout you know I love I fucking love Mike Trout his impact on his team and the game is not the same as Tim Anderson and Mike Trout has put up better numbers than, than Tim Anderson that's, that's where the, the, the disconnect is for me. If Mike Trout is out of the lineup, the Angels are still watchable. If Tim Anderson is out of the lineup, the White Sox are unwatchable. We are the ESPN White Sox that they think. That shouldn't go unnoticed. Oh, see, you know, you know that if Tim and- let's just say, knock on wood, Tim Anderson get a, a, a bad cold this weekend and he can't miss this uh, – he's going to miss this four-game set against Kansas City. You know how devastating that would be to the team, especially with the brand of baseball we're starting to play now? That would be a shit show. Oh,
1: yeah. It would be an impact. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. First of all, you'd have who we're going to bat at first, who we're going to play at shortstops. Yeah. If he's missing, there's a hole, man. There's a huge hole. But I, I when you go on about um, comparing Trout to – to uh, anderson in a way of how it impacts the team that's a huge call because yeah if trout doesn't do the thing he's a great player arguably the best you know mookie Betts is up there in that argument as well and um but ta man if you're a leader and everyone follows your lead and you're smiling and you bring energy to the field every day the clubhouse they feel it and not to mention i've never seen mike trout on an ankin law commercial have you
0: <laughs> no, never,
1: never. Ankin Law knows what's up, man. They, they go out. They they only got the best on their ads. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, we gotta uh-huh. get oh, Howard fan, fan. on the show. We yeah. got That's you know it, Howard. Howard
0: Ankin. <laughs> <laughs> <Howard Anken. laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. uh, uh, uh.
2: but you you seen? Uh, not to cut you off, Mac, but. That type of impact you see in Mookie Betts too, because I tell people all the time, if let's just say if Mookie Betts wasn't on the Dodgers team last year, they don't win a fucking World Series. That's true. And he wasn't even, the, and he was not even the best offensive player on the team. It's, true, what do your teammates feel like when you're in the lineup or in the field? People could give two shits about playing next to Mike Trout. You think motherfuckers care about playing next to T.A. Mookie Betts? Fernando Tatis, what's your impact? How do your fucking teammates feel? nobody talks about Mike Trout being a good teammate. Jose Abreu is the big the big dog in that dugout with our Latin, you know, our Latin clubhouse. When Ta talk, everybody listen. That's not by accident, bro. You're not gonna find it nah. at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm gonna be honest. I I gotta be honest on this. I think Trout is probably. He is the best player in baseball. It really ain't. Wow. It. He, really, he really ain't no problem to it. I mean, he is. But I would take Mookie. And the reason I would take Mookie is because what he provides defensively, uh, as well as his offensive numbers, to me, he's a more complete player. It's just that Trout offensive ability is just way ahead of Mookie to me. You know what I mean? As far as the power, the hitting for average. I mean, Trout is putting up OPS over 1,000 like it's nothing. You know what I mean? So it, it, it it's, it's hard to really just go against what he brings offensively. But... I think Mookie is just, I I, I like defense, and I still believe in baseball, pitching and defense win games. Uh, So I'm taking Mookie defense. It's the reason why I think Trout will never be better than Willie Mays is because Willie Mays defensively is so far ahead of Trout. I mean, Willie Mays he got a, a ridiculous number of gold gloves uh, it's unheard of and and if you, if you listen to some writers back then or, or or told guys who told stories of Willie Mays back then they say he should have even more gold gloves than he had you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i i just can't uh, i can't say trout is better than willie because i think willie is the goal to baseball but i think trout right now it's hard to argue he's not the best player in baseball because he's he's the best he's the best player in baseball unless you're looking at i mean Acuna is becoming closer and closer to trout uh mookie of course i think mookie is the second best i think Acuna is getting up there but i, I can't i can't i can't the trout name and i'm a i'm a and i'm a mookie i'm a mookie best fan because i like what he does you know overall you know. You know, uh, you know how hard it's been
2: for the past two weeks to slander Mike Trout and this man still batting full twenty-four thirty. You know my Mike Trout tweets and slows the hell down as of late. You know that, right? <laughs> I'll be sick to my stomach watching Angel <laughs> highlight this man putting balls four thirty over the fence.
0: I hate it. I, I seen, hate it, man. I, but i seen it. i seen it, man.
2: Uh, he, uh, his offensive numbers are undisputed. Yeah. There's no, there's no way around it. They, they He. Was, he he, LeBron James, a baseball, bro. They
0: they ridiculous, man, you know. But the thing about baseball is it's really a team game. So, you know, it's really not all on him that they haven't made the playoffs. Uh, baseball is, is just one of those games where everything kind of fits like a puzzle and everything is like a chain reaction. It's like if I get on first base, if I'm the lead off hit, I get on first base. I did my job. Now it's up to the guy that's hitting behind me to do his, which is to move me over. And then it's up to the guy that hits behind him to bring me in. That's, that's how baseball rolls. It's about.
1: Yeah, the ABCs. The ABCs of baseball. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's about everybody doing their job. You know, I'm. If if you could take the approach of baseball, is like, I don't have to do his job, I just need to do my job, and let the other guy do his job. I mean, that's that's how baseball is played, you know.
1: And Stony ask- Stony brought that point up a lot with uh, Jose Abreu trying to do too much early on because we weren't scoring runs or whatever tries to do too much. He tries to do the guy after him in the lineup job. Mm-hmm. If they're not giving you if they're not giving you nothing to hit, I know this is almost a grand out story. But if you just take the walk, hopefully someone behind you gets that hit. Whether it be Mercedes, not yeah, you know, the lineup's changed so much, but whether it was Mercedes, whether or not it was uh, grand mm-hmm. whether or not it was uh, fucking Vaughn, you know what I'm saying. Eloy before uh, Robert, whatever. But yeah. Jose was up there trying to do too much. As soon as he relaxed and did his part, got he started hitting the bombs. You know, he yeah, he, he has a few bad at bats still that you'd rather not see. But yeah, Stony brought up that point a lot. Just he's trying to do too much because he's trying to carry the team. Don't worry about carrying the team. Do your do your bit. Yeah? Do your bit.
0: Exactly. My, uh, and he has a habit beat. of uh Abreu has a habit of sometimes Trying to do too much. That's, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. that's when he that's struggles. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You think it's because of you know the team scuffling, or do you think it's because of social responsibility within that clubhouse? He knows who he is and where he stands with these players. So, if let's just say for the sake of argument, the minions are uh, slowing down, you got Robert and Eloy already hurt, of course he's going to put more on his shoulders to try to fill that void. I got Grandall behind me hitting 121. You don't think I'm trying to hit this five-run homer when there's only one person on base anyway? Yeah. You get get into these situations. uh, A few years ago, uh, I think it was Paul Goldschmidt's last year in Arizona. The team was doing good. He was holding them back, trying to put them over the Dodgers. You know what I'm saying as far as, like, trying to hit 50 home runs, drive in 200 when – Goldie just needed to be the best version of himself, and Arizona was going to win. I had a fucking yep. Hall of Fame first baseman hitting two forty in Arizona for what? Trying to be who?
1: Yeah, not not even Barry Bonds could hit a six round homer, right? Eh? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's almost like uh, I'll, I'll lead the team. You you guys see what I do? Yeah, hit, get hits, and he he'd chase some bad pitches and. And um, it wasn't the MVP boy that we know. Like now, now he it's hey, it's looking alright now. He, he's he's trusted his teammates. Moncada, they've moved. What do you think of that move from three to four? They they talked about it a lot, as if it's been a massive change from Moncada and Abreu, you know, in the lineup. Um, obviously it's working. They're both hitting better, but is that?
0: I that's think it's a uh,
1: coincidence, or is that, you know, are they both hitting better because of it, or just does a Bray you like hitting behind the car? McCart? Is McCarter getting better pitches because the bro's up next? What do you I, think?
0: I think is I think – I said McCarter feels comfortable hitting in the two spot. He actually said himself that that's the spot he likes hitting in. And somebody made a good In the point.
1: two? Well, he's not even in the yeah, he's not even in the two.
0: Time. But somebody made a good point on Twitter that – They feel Mankata just like hitting in front of Abreu. Because remember, when he was in the two spot, Abreu was in the three spot. So he was hitting in front of Abreu then. Now that he's in the three spot, Abreu's in the four spot. Now he's hitting better, uh, hitting the ball better, and Abreu was also hitting better too. So maybe it's something with that. You know what I mean? Baseball can be weird, weird like that sometimes where – you know, just com- guys being comfortable or guys like, you know, hitting behind someone or in front of someone, you know. It, it can be a weird weird game like that. So, um, I just think Makata is probably being more aggressive, which is one of his problems is, is and when he struggles is when he's not being aggressive. You know, I think he's being more aggressive, so. You know that's definitely helping him out, and you can tell he's being more aggressive because uh, some of the, his strikeouts have been has been swinging strikeouts. You know what I mean? A lot yeah, of the time, yeah, a lot of the times Makata take them uh, looking. You know them strikeouts looking. You know, but he's been getting some swinging strikeouts so. Uh, he took a nasty
1: curveball tonight. That was about three inches outside for a strike three. He looked at the umpire and said, you've got to be bloody kidding me, mate. You know, like, yeah, it was in the – he's lasted part of the game. If anyone's listening, go back and look at that. It was fucking – It was see what I'm saying. He's seeing the ball well.
0: Mm-hmm. And the ump
1: calls that as a strike. I mean, no one would swing at this pitch. No yeah. one would. It wasn't even close, and he gets rung up. But anyway – The game was um, out of
0: hand. Ump probably wanted to go home.
1: <laughs> go home. Yeah, have a cigar and put his feet up and yeah. get a – like, go uh, speak to Andrew Vaughn about his first like, career home run and have a beer with him, perhaps.
0: Yeah, he like, uh, like uh, <laughs> let me let me get out of here. This guy, these guys ain't coming back. Let me get out of here. Hey, no more runs. Yeah, let dude.
1: me out of here. I've, i heard Chicago Southside's so got some nice thin crust pizza on a check out
0: Phil's. Uh, Italian beef I'll, sandwich. Go to or down to Rick and Benny's or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. You know. But, man, I... I if you look at this team though, I mean, it seems like right now they hitting on all cylinders. I mean, uh I'm thinking like, man, could these guys get on like a ten, eleven game win streak type of run? I mean, that that would that would be kind of fun to see, especially Well and we're I, we're on the way there. Yeah, and I know I'm thinking way far ahead, you know, because you know, the everybody mantra is taking one game at a time. But I'm like, man, if you can win these next two Against the twins, you got the uh Royals coming up. You could uh really get on the road, man. You could you could get, Yeah, you could have that yeah, team, you can have team that
2: ten game uh win streak. So you, you could think too, think about this. Let's just say they sweep the twins. I'm coming up with a four game weekend set against another team, I just beat the shit out of them. How am I feeling right now? Feeling I'll be good. feeling you know what I'm saying? I could and I'm in and the, the the icing on the fucking cake right now is it's all at home. So I'm going to vibe off the energy of the fans just in case the game doesn't go, you know, according to plan with with let's let's just say less than 10,000 people in the park. It's an intimate experience being there. You hear every word. You hear everybody supporting you. I know baseball players are trained to, you know, be deaf and block that out, but you're still a human being with ears. It's still going to Mike. know ears, what I'm mate. saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So imagine we put our boys in that type of situation to where White Sox Twitter has an eight-game winning streak going into that Saturday game. You know what I'm saying? The players feel that. They know we're, we're creeping up on an opportunity to, to stamp our name on the rest of the league. Because the only team that really broke out and, and had a, a really good winning streak was at Oakland two weeks ago when they had that 11 or what was that 11 game, John? Where they, they won every type of way, but they didn't have any momentum. How the hell do you have an 11 game winning streak and, and still play vanilla baseball? Thank God the rest of the West is mediocre. The White Sox got an opportunity to boom, beat the hell out of everybody play good baseball, stay relatively healthy, because God knows what's been going on around here. I'm, I'm Yankees, have, uh,
1: Yankees have been looking a little bit better. but And next weekend, following weekend, 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 whatever, when we play the Yankees, how good that series got to be? I know we're jumping Ooh. a little bit forward, but I just thought of that when you said some of the best games. Yeah. Yankees yeah. at Yankee Stadium. Can you imagine if we walk in there and take Babe Ruth's statue off the
0: wall? <laughs> Man. And that's like another yeah, you, uh, measuring stick. I mean, I know the Yankees haven't been playing up to expectations so far, but they still a pretty good team. They still got talent, so that's a, that's like another you know measuring stick. It's kind of like like right now. I mean, it feels good to beat up on the Twins. It, it it really does. I mean, we used to all type of nonsense happening when we play the Twins. I mean, all type of majestic stuff. Happens when we play the Twins, and it's not the majestic stuff is not on our side, and it, it no, it's normally going going against us. So it feels good to beat up on the Twins. But now you know, as like a South Side, you always looking because you be feeling like the underdog. You feel like you know you're not getting the respect you deserve. So we always looking for like, okay, who is the team that's doing good right now that we can play. To prove ourselves, you know, and I know that's how we are Well, give it, we give it a week, fans.
1: Mac, Mac. Give it, give it a week, and when we, the Yankees will be in first place by the time we play them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're only a game behind the Red Sox at the moment. Yeah. So by the, the time it, at two weeks, here. they'll be. Oh, they will be easy, Justin. Easy, and <laughs> it'll be one versus one. We're ready to go in Yankee Stadium. Imagine putting a stomping on their fucking ass, man. Oh that would, man.
2: That, That'd be clean. That'd be the only reason the Yankees are winning is because Giancarlo is beating the seams off the baseball right now. This man is hitting rockets every fucking game. They still don't have no pitching. The offense is Gio Urshela and maybe Stanton. They got Mike Ford hitting cleanup. I gauged the White Sox season that that when we played the uh, Red Sox in Fenway because Red Sox were already peaking. They were playing really good baseball, and the White Sox came and battled them for four games. I know Lucas had the blunder or whatever, but take that away.
0: Did we split that series? Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: What about when we played Toronto? That'd be yeah. good.
2: That's going to be a dude. That's going to be Vlad, a Vlad
0: Jr., he's, he's, he's <laughs> Vlad Jr. doing his thing now. People was worried about him, but he's playing good baseball now. Oh, yeah. I think that's
2: gonna be
0: a doozy. I, it's always fun to play the East. I mean, people always consider the AL East to be the top division in the AL. Superior. Yeah. yeah. Always consider it to be the superior division in the AL. So it's always good to play the AL East. I just think we haven't seen anything like this white size team in a long time. The balance, Not correct. The speed, the contact hitters. We I mean, we got Vaughn And he struck out early early on in the season. He was striking out. But we got Vaughn who has power, but he's a contact guy. He knows how to make contact. T.A. uh, knows how to make contact. Adam Eaton knows how to make contact. I mean, we put pressure on defense. Nobody is talking about that. The fact that we are consistently putting pressure on defense and how important that is. I mean, besides, you know, Grandel, who's kind of home run walk um, or strikeout right now, and besides um, trying to think who else struggling with the strikeouts, maybe Moncada. But if you look at everybody else, uh, well, Bray he's been struggling a little bit too with the strikeouts. But if you look at Mercedes, he got power, but he can make contact. Uh, you look at Garcia, he can make contact. You look at uh, Vaughn, he can make contact. You look at Eden, he can make contact. T.A., he can make contact. Magical, he can make contact. This is consistent pressure that you're putting on the defense. They got to make a play. It's no easy out. It's no uh, strikeouts are easy outs. It's no easy out. These guys are forcing you to make plays.
1: Reminds me of that 2016 when we had all their all-stars, Mac. Yeah. When we had six All Stars.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, some of them might Remember not have been, some of them might <laughs> not have been legit though, I You know, that's what I was trying to tell you. You know, I uh you know, I see uh again got to put got to put some guys on the on the roster. So nah, the, yeah, I, I knew <laughs> that
1: the whole uh, the whole time. It, it was <laughs> all the all stars in two thousand six. Yeah, was, yeah. Me of this. <laughs> now don't
0: get me wrong, Die yeah. had a hell of a year in 06 Even, yeah no Jermaine that was decent Yeah, Tom, decent. Tommy had a, a heck of a year in 06 and you know what pissed me off about that team I believe they also tried to acquire Hunter that year it was either that year or 08 something like that but I know one year they Ooh. was in the running for Torrey Hunter
1: oh Torrey Hunter
0: and then they got outbidded as usual but, <laughs> yeah, not, not <laughs> but if they had a guy Hunter man Oh my god That, that team would have been ridiculous And I remember, I remember The White Sox playing the Twins In 2006 early on I remember they spanked the Twins And I remember I believe Somebody on the Twins came out and said Man that's a Totally freaking different team I mean the White Sox was monsters. For some reason always under IZ they had a down two or three weeks in either August or September or August and September. A combination of Yeah, yeah. They always had a, a a down um you know, a down two or three weeks a bad stretch, two or three weeks stretch uh in uh August and September when Ozzy was managing, but man, 2006 was a scary team, man. I think people people forget about that team because, of course, they didn't make the playoffs. And I know if Fuck, it was a that, second, that if it was raw, if it was a second wild card team, they would have made the playoffs. They won ninety fucking games. I mean, so that was a that was a, heck of, heck of a team, man. It's it's a shame we didn't get to see them in the playoffs because. If they had made it to the playoffs, we still had our pitching staff intact. We had a great offense. I think we would have made another little nice run at it, you know, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. I'm not going to lie. 08 I didn't believe they was going to do, do anything. I mean, uh the blackout game, that was great. That was, that was thrilling. Good. You know, that 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 was that was, you know, top notch. That was beautiful. Uh, seeing all the White Sox fans together like that, all dressed in black and whatever, I mean, that was just great. But I didn't, when they got to the playoffs, I was like, man, we, we, our pitching staff wasn't in order, we, we was kind of limping in, the offense wasn't really that great, and we got, and we got, uh, shut out. I mean, 06 kind of hurt me like, I believe 2001, 2001 hurt me, you know, when we got swept by the. But I believe we got swept to only 1-1 game against the Mariners. But, uh,
2: man. We wasn't
0: beating that Mariners team. I don't think there we was had no the way. pitching. I don't think we had the pitching. I think you make no, that You team, make a great point. Yeah, they was they was We loaded. wasn't beating that team. They had, uh, I think Rodriguez was still on that team.
2: Yeah, that was before. Because I think A-Rod went to
0: Texas. as yeah, like 3 They screen. had Rodriguez, had- Edgar Martinez was still on that.
2: That was it. That's all you really need, especially knowing going into a series that my opposing team ain't got no damn starting pitching.
0: I mean, that, that brings start. up a good, yeah. a good point to you guys. What, what, White Sides team, since you've been a fan, disappointed you the most? That, that hurt your heart? Like, damn, man, I thought. This oh, last year. Last year. Last yeah. year. Uh,
1: nah, well, I'm not sure about hurt the most, but 93 Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the, the Toronto Blue Jays of all teams, because they're good. They'll be good again, right? At the same time, we're good again this year, right? Mm-hmm. But with, Toronto Blue Jays were so good that year. But the White Sox were as well, right? But Jack McDowell, Frank Thomas, all the boys, man. Um, I thought we had. Oh, that that was the team. That was the team. Bo Jackson on the bench. Um, right. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of other names. This is the first year I started really loving the Sox, and it was all, almost the same year that they let me down the most because it was watching Toronto, Paul Molitor, get hit after hit, and all this bullshit going. I was like, They're about the 27 Yankees, and uh, they never speak about this 93 Blue Jays team that was just perfection, perfection. Didn't they go
2: back? Didn't they go back to back?
1: Well, not there was no ninety four, I guess. It was
2: a it was it, the no, uh, ninety uh, two. Oh, they won in ninety two and then won ninety three.
1: But Joe Carter, Roberto Alomar, like oh, what a team that Toronto. Devon White, ah, uh,
2: was uh, Olaroot on that
1: team too? Joe John Olaroot, yeah. Um, fucking helmet
2: weirdo.
1: Yeah, the helmet at first base, <laughs> fucking lefty, crazy fucker. Before he went to the New other York.
0: first base coach. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that was a no. crazy blue jays team and and they derailed us and um but big frank he left the building in uh toronto he had a game three i think hit a blast it, it, they kind of kept it close but that was a great that was a great white Sox team
0: yeah I I, I I remember 93 and yeah uh um, I'm trying to think of maybe... 92, like- they didn't go back-to-back. Back. It was 91 and 93, I believe. Uh, 92, I'm nah, 91 sure. was the Reds, wasn't it? Isn't that the year the Reds beat the A's? No, I'm talking about... Oh, you talking about the uh, oh, sorry, Blue the Jays twins. went back it to back It was one where the Twins beat the Braves.
1: That was
0: 91. Uh, are you talking about... Let me get this correct. Are you talking about the White Sox going back to back playoffs, or are you just talking about the Blue Jays winning back to back? No, the Warriors? Blue
2: Jays winning it. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: That was 90, yeah. That was 92, 93.
2: Yeah, yeah. The only reason I fucking know is because I'm a Drake fan. I was born in 92. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, they, they.
1: So. so I don't know, Matt. Like, would there be a team where you had Chris Sale and Jeff Samajah? Uh, and a bunch of other game or other players that you think, like just dating back, what, 2000 what, 15, 16, where you think, well, this team's disappointing because we've got a couple of fucking ace pitches, Jose Quintana, and we can't get nothing moving. We can't win games all of a sudden, and we're terrible. Before the rebuild started, of course.
0: But, you know, Samaja never could get over the hump.
1: Yeah, Samaja was fucking terrible for us.
0: Yeah, he could, he could never. He was James he, Sealed. He could never get over the it, hump. It, Drink I'm trying to here. think. I think that 2012 team, we had a shot. They, they just missed, I believe, like by three games or something.
1: Leading with 11 games left in the season? Yeah, or yeah,
0: yeah. That hurt. Uh,. Some of the Jake Peavy years hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Jake Peavy was a bulldog dog out there. I bit. love Jake Peavy. Yeah, love yeah, Jake Peavy. Some of those years hurt. But really, I would have to say 94 hurt me the most. Maybe because it was, I just love baseball. And then the White Sox had a shot. And then the season was just gone and nowhere serious. So ninety four was disappointing, but it really had nothing to do with you know the players or the white side. Yeah, we didn't choke. Nah, yeah. the
1: owner Jerry Reinsdorf. fucking. yeah,
0: I would say the white flag trade maybe that 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 was the biggest uh, disappointment wise as a uh, as a fan because uh, because uh, we were still in it. Right. Oh. And us in Mont- Montreal, yeah, and we went together to fucking
1: World Series,
0: and we just gave away players, man, and, and and just you know, it was just like to me, it was like a big middle finger to the fans, like you know, uh, oh,
1: there's no other way to describe it, <laughs> yeah, really. it
0: was, yeah, so they really threw in the towel on the season like that,
2: yeah,
1: and yeah. Jerry was the main fucking, he put his hand up and rallied that shit, he he was the one walking around with the fucking signs,
0: yeah, it was like oh, a, it was God. like a big. Uh, a big man, screw you to us, man. It's like he threw up the middle finger, and he said, "You know, I don't care about uh what you guys think." <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care about the hopes you guys had for this season. You know, so that hurt. uh But you know, two thousand and one was a disappointment too because I, I I know the Mariners was good, but it was just like you know that we came out of nowhere. That was that whole the kids can play. Uh, thing, you know what I mean? Where we finally Oh yeah. You know, we finally had got gotten back good again. I mean, it it, it was but ninety four would have to be uh, the most painful and I would say the white flag trade after that and then I would go 01. Uh two thousand and six, it it's done. I mean, uh
2: Yeah, uh two thousand and six hurt because it, in we Detroit, it was Detroit, t
0: v
1: Yeah, you should have done better.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was Detroit, too. I mean, Detroit took it. Uh, they, yeah, I believe they made it all the way to the World Series and then got swept. by uh, the Pujols.
2: We yeah. were supposed to have Pujols this week. What happened?
0: Yeah, and I believe that, <laughs> that that Cardinals team only won, like, what, eighty. Six games or yeah, wild games. Card yeah, they, and they got, got they, past
1: Philadelphia, didn't
0: they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Houston, they—that's uh, when Pujols hit the the home run off of Brad Lidge. Oh, Houston.
1: and and it silenced their motherfuckers out there. The trash can, bro. Bangers.
2: I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember watching that, and I thought it was gunshots. He hit it so hard. Boom!
1: Crowd silent. And uh, hey, so Mac, if I could bring up a point, what do you you, you and uh, Justin like? Lucas Giolito, and actually the White Sox this year, mm. Giolito has had his struggles. But I, I date back to that Detroit game. Is it is it worth saying that the boys just sat back and says, all right, Lucas is on the mound. He's our ace. We're playing Detroit. Or the week later playing whoever it was, Kansas City. We're going to win this game. We don't need to do much. Going back to your point about everyone doing their job. Like I'm not going to do the guy before me job. I'm not going to do the guys after me job. But when Lucas Giolito, the ace against a piss poor team like the Royals or the Tigers, do you think teams get into a, um, relax mode? Do you think hitters go, all right, we've got this Lucas is on the mound. He's going to give us seven, maybe even eight innings of shutout ball or one run ball. We don't need to do much. And they get too relaxed. and, and, like don't have the same attitude as against going into the Minnesota series tonight or last night. Do you reckon there's a point there that, and this has happened just more than the Lucas G later. I think every time like a pitcher comes out that should win the game on paper, but there's one thing you do with paper. Well, two things you write shit down on it and you also wipe your ass with it. So, <laughs> okay. so do you think I've got a point? Or, you know, the, the the baseball world's got a point when they say you go into a game and you think you've won it already because you won it on paper and you relax a little too much. And the other team, Detroit made six errors that night. And this is dating back two and a half weeks ago. I'm sorry for bringing up past, but I'm trying to get a point about uh, Lucas' starts. Do you think – or do you guys think that Lucas going out to start and these last three or four starts – they just automatically think, "Hey, he's going to be good. We don't have to do much. Maybe push over a run or two, pop into a home run, and we've we'll won the ball game." And they don't grind at the plate like they
0: should. I think, with to me, how I look at baseball is eighty percent mental, twenty okay. percent yeah. physical. So I think, are there letdown games? Yeah, I wholeheartedly believe that. I mean. Uh, We all are human beings. We have a tendency to think if it's somebody that we can dominate or should dominate, we overlook them. You know what I mean? So I can see how the White Sox uh, or a player could look past, you know, a certain team or a certain pitcher. I think with Lucas, it's more uh, just like mental with him. And the fact, I think he kind of got to change up heavy, where now teams has have seen it a lot, so they they've, yeah, they've yeah. gotten kind of used to it. You know what I mean? It's it's not like a a, a surprise pitch. It's, it's it's not too many pitches you can name.
1: It's almost like a Johan Santana. Yeah. Sooner or later, he's going to throw the change up. And I I'll was wait just going to
0: say, it's only like a, a, a couple of pitches you can name that just can go out there and say, here go my change up. I'm going to throw it, have whatever percentage of the time, and you're not going to be able to do nothing. One is Pedro Martinez. Pedro. And the Pete other Hulk. and the other one was Johan uh Santana, Santana, you just naming his prime and Francisco Lindor before he got hurt. He had a, uh, uh, not Lindor, uh, uh, I think his last name was Lindor too, but he was a pitcher for the Twins. Oh, 20s. no, you
2: thinking of uh, Liriano.
0: Liriano, yeah. Liriano before he got hurt. Uh, Keith, Keith, folks, an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, could, he could do it, you know. So I just think, and then if you watch Lucas change up sometimes, and Green, I wrote a great blog on it. He was throwing a lot of high change ups, and I think eventually that's gonna catch up to you, especially when guys see it a lot.
1: The high change ups gonna get banged, yeah. Sooner it, it, or later, sooner it, later, it,
0: sooner it, later it, it. it's gonna get exactly. Ask, ask Johnny Danks, you know, okay. Johnny Danks used to throw a lot of high change and uh, that shit black. yeah,
1: make that shit sink out of the way because it hasn't got much velocity, yeah. and dudes will chase it all night, even tonight when mm-hmm. um. Well, Marshall Hoyer threw a good one. Marshall threw a couple of good ones. i well, actually Marshall was shit ass but Cody Hoyer threw a couple of good change ups tonight.
0: Yeah, and you, ask, if you ask any pitcher, I mean, or anybody in baseball, what is the best pitch? Is the fastball, right? And if you look at Lucas, he was kind of he was kind of getting away. He was kind of doing it in reverse. He was throwing the change up, kind of like to set up the the fastball, man. And 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 if you look guys were sitting back on this changeup pretty good, man, like with 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 no problem. It, it wasn't like they was leaning out on their front leg or anything like that. Guys was actually uh, sitting back and waiting on it like they knew uh, it was coming to something. I think some people even thought Giolito was tipping pitches because they was uh, sitting back so good on them. But,
2: I, I, w- I wouldn't uh, say that personally, even though you hit it right on the head. You're throwing high change ups. Of course, that's your calling card. You're a change up pitcher. Um, I think Ken Wo said it best. He told he, he told them right then and there in Boston. You need to change your sequencing because you're not a power pitcher and you can't rely on stuff and movement. You have to be in the zone and you got to work with pace and cadence. Last two years, Lucas Giolito used to throw an overhand curveball, right? Mm-hmm. He has completely abandoned that pitch for the slider, it's more side-to-side movement, just like his change-up. It's the same lateral movement. Mm. If you're going to go high with those pitches, you better throw an overhand curveball to get that high-to-low movement, change the eye level. You're not going to change somebody's eye level throwing change-up slider, change-up slider, change-up slider. Oh, now I'm going to show you a fastball. It's too late. I already know, and it's not like the slider and the changeup are different speeds. You're not throwing a hard slider. You're throwing a, just a lateral-moving breaking ball. Why can't you just bridge off of that and bring back your curveball? If you're going to be a finesse pitcher, you can't just throw three pitches. You're just Kyle Hendricks with 90 miles per hour, if that's the case. And you see what has happened to Kyle Hendricks the last two years. He'd been getting his shit smacked all around the yard. If Lucas Giolito is in a position to where he has to battle and scrape just to get through the inning. That's the issue. Yes. He doesn't, he, he doesn't have the the turbo stuff to lean on. If you look at guys like, let's just say Tyler glass. Now you got Jacob deGrom. Now, those are guys that can accelerate their pitches and get more success. Can you imagine if Lucas Giolito tried to throw a power change up it a fail? It'd just be a, a four seamer. You can't speed up your slider, too, because then it'd just be a 92-mile-per-hour cutter. Nothing that's going to get the job done, too. you got to go back to the drawing board. He's a smart fucking guy. He's like a dark magician in Yu-Gi-Oh. He has stuff that he can rely on. He could go back to the tool shed, the drawing board. He hasn't been doing that. That's why he's been bare-knuckle fighting every start.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, he's trying to rely too much on uh, two pitches, eh, or one pitch, and they know it's coming. Sooner or later, it's coming.
0: Yeah, I You're mean, done, man, I mean, level? there's
1: there's got to be scouting reports, man. Yes, the, yeah, the eye level, and if you want to, if you want to throw me change up three times out of five pitches, guess what? I'm going to go up there looking for it and and bang it, and um, I mean, but he's still the he's still actually pitching pretty well, but. I guess my point was with, you know, the boys on the bench and the hitters just kick back and go, we've got this game won. All we've got to do is get through nine innings because Lucas is out there. We've got a great bullpen. Detroit a shit. Kansas City a shit. And we'll get there. But there's a job to be done. These blokes have got to work. We, we go to work. These guys have to go to work for three hours, no matter who the opposition is, if they're terrible or not. These blokes have got to work. Work the same as they did last, uh, yesterday the day before. Get the fucking job done because your job is to win this ball game. Yeah, pressure on yourself. I need to get a hit. I need to get a hit. The guy behind accountability, me, accountability. Same thing. The guy behind me says, hey, "If this guy gets on, it's my job to drive him in to help Lucas out, uh, Grandel or uh, Collins if he's if he's catching to to Leto. I've got to throw down the right sign." Just to be on the same page, because it looked like Jerry Alito and McCann last year and year before, whatever, were on the same page. And I don't agree with this one catcher per to per ace. It might work, but there's no reason why you can't take off a guy the pitch you want if you wanted to.
0: Well, um, I mean that that to me is like it it's gotta, on the
1: fucking board or it, it, yeah, to it gotta a be it
0: gotta be something behind it though if you think about it because. Why did the, yeah, right, why did the no. Cubs sign, have to sign uh, Lester, John Lester personal catch? Um, if you look at other aces, some of them had, like, it's like their own personal catch. They, Greg,
1: they, Greg Maddox always had one and all yeah, that. Yeah, just you think know, it, you're it, throwing it, the ball to a midnight, <laughs> and that's, that's it. You, you can do it. Um, it, it, it might be
0: comfortability or like this guy knows what to go to in your when you struggle or he knows how to make you settle down. He knows how to make you. uh And that goes
1: back to mindset and it's a mental game. He runs out and says, "Hey, let's have a beer after the game, man. Just pitch fucking base. Just pitch. Just throw me the ball. Yeah, yeah but you know."
2: I I think uh, – Apart from what, that knuckleball
1: uh, in Boston, hey, Justin, you might know the answer. <laughs> yeah. who, who was it? Uh, who, who was the Wakefield,
2: catcher? Tim yeah, Lee, yeah. Uh, Doug, Wakefield. Uh, he had uh, Mirabelli, Doug Mirabelli. Was his and, and
1: they had to get him. They traded him off, and then they had to fly him in from fucking like Atlanta or something. We go, we need your back because no one else can catch Wakefield's fucking knuckleball. <laughs>
2: that was crazy. They had Jason Veritek with the oven mitt still. Jason
1: Veritek, that's right. right.
2: That's crazy, but... uh, It's all coming together. He's a a cerebral guy, and uh, as a pitcher, the last thing I want to be doing is shaking my fucking catcher off all game. So uh, there is a... If I do got to put in a request, it would be, you know, for my catcher because that's how I get into a rhythm. I don't want to be sitting there fumbling through pitches, especially when I know what I want to go to. Uh, As far as, like, location... And uh we said it time and time again: sequencing. That's up to the guy putting the the signal down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, if I'm Lucas Giolito, I'm requesting a catcher too. So, I mean, I know Jason. You might seem, uh, you might think I'm a marshmallow, but my changeup is better than Lucas's. I need my catcher.
1: I'm just thinking to myself: it doesn't take long to not uh, to shake your head. Um, <laughs> so. If Collins, sorry, if uh, Grandel puts down a number one and you don't like number one and you shake your head for like half a second and he puts down a number two and then you go yes and then you throw the curveball or puts down a number three slide or change or throw to first, whatever. It shouldn't really matter unless it's in, unless, mate, it's in his head. It could be in his head that I don't like this catcher. I want fucking Collins. Or I want McCann back. And that shouldn't be the case. It should be I've got a job to do and I've got to throw to this past this batter and get him out. It shouldn't matter who's catching the fucking ball. Or giving me the sign or letting the guy know, hey, I'm throwing a slider on this pitch, you catch it. It's it's simplify, mate. Simplify. Throw the fucking ball past the hitter. Please. Or get or- a ground ball. Or get a pop up.
2: Yeah, yeah no, what if I to- what if I told you, Jace? This is the exact position he's in right now. Trying to find out this is the type of pitcher I have to be. I can't be worried about who who's my receiver for the day. I have to go out and battle. If you think if you think about it right now in the White Sox rotation, I got Dallas Keuchel, Dylan Cease, fucking Lance Lynn, right? Let's just go let's just go through those. Those guys are warriors. They don't care if they have a 3-4 walk game. They're going to get through the start, especially now. Dylan T's knowing what we know now. Ain't no 4.2s no more. All 5, six sevens now. So Lucas Doesn't has have to seven. put him. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get a 7. He's going to be a 7. <laughs> uh, Lucas is trying to uh, get, get to that point to where he can get to that, that sweet spot, that magic number, without his best stuff. So he's in that process right now. He's not finishing batters off. That's the whole thing. There's uh, Akil Badu gave him an a what a ten, eleven pitch bat as a rookie. You can't finish him off.
1: Well, that's the thing. That that's it. That's the thing. What's why not? Why can't you finish him off? It, it shouldn't have anything to do with who's catching. Yeah. But hey. Basically. Superstitions, man. Superstitions, mind games. Baseball <laughs> is everything in between them white lines and in between the ears. Yeah, it's, it's a it. weird game, and that's why we love it, and that's why we 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 sit here and we we moan and we argue about who's on the mound, who's pitching, who's in the bullpen warming up, who's in right field, who's the second base. It's a fan's game. It's the games for the fans, and we love it. And, and um, that's yeah. what
0: makes it fun. You can you can debate about so it makes it fun, uh, Everything, yep. you know. You can you can say well. You shouldn't put this guy here or you shouldn't put that guy there or you shouldn't, you know, do a hit and run here. You shouldn't bun a guy over there. I mean, that's what makes baseball If it works, your journey
1: if not, you're a shit count.
0: Exactly, yep. exactly. And everybody gets the second guess to move, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean, <laughs> including us. We get to say, oh, man, look at this stupid uh, dude right yeah, here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we get to hindsight the oh, shit out God. of that. Uh, hey, yeah.
0: nothing,
2: yep. nothing <laughs> is better than waking up at about 1.30 – and looking at the White Sox post the lineup on Twitter and just see 10,000 people complain about it. When we un- we in first place. it doesn't matter who the hell is in the jersey. We damn near is the favorite to win every game. That's with Jake Lamb still on the rock.
1: Oh, I forgot all about that crazy. name already. He's only been week, <laughs> but I've totally erased that guy's name from my memory.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you got any last words you want to say to the people?
1: I don't think so, Mac. I think I'm fresh out of fucking words, mate.
0: Ah, that's pretty that's pretty cool. I feel that. What about you, Green? Huh? I'm
2: just glad I got my hemorrhoids under control. I'm very grateful right now. <laughs>
1: I guess we path. are. We are too, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't need to know that. I ain't. I don't even got nothing to say to that, man. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> That's your personal thing over there but, uh, <laughs> I appreciate your concern. Okay, yeah. respecting
2: the privacy at this time. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I got nothing to say for that. But uh, anyway, this was another episode of Black and White. Thank you guys for tuning in, and until uh, another time, peace out. Plenty much love. Thank you.